going to be talking about opening up to the fresh and new. And, you know, right now when this is being recorded, spring is happening. What's funny about that is that I'm in the Colorado area at the foothills of the mountains. And so our spring is actually very snowy. (laughs) So we'll have beautiful days and then we'll have snowy days. Today's a snowy day. It doesn't feel fresh and new. It feels wintry and old. (laughs) But God is into the fresh and new, and he's been really ministering this to my heart just because things have been a certain way, even for a long period of time. There's always a a, a possibility and opening up of something fresh and new. And God wants to minister that to our hearts. You know, I, 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 I hesitate to say it's kind of a season of the fresh and new because God is always into the fresh and new. It's not like, well, I'm not into that. (laughs) Uh, you know, and now we have to wait for an appointed time. Um, I don't think that that's what, what's happening, but I do feel like he uses seasons to help us connect with the truth that already is. So, um, I, I love God's heart with that. And, and, and if there's something that feels stayed and dead and worn and, aged and all of that. Well, that is something that God wants to minister. And, you know, a lot of times in order for us to see the um, the external uh, manifestation in our lives, um, he has to woo our hearts, which he loves to do. It's not like he's like, well, I'm so annoyed I have to do this. That's his heart to do in order that that can manifest externally in our lives. So first the internal and then the external, he gives us eyes to see from his perspective, which is always fresh and new. You know, God is ancient. He's above time. He's eternal, right? But he's always fresh and new. And so what he does is fresh and new. That's why he's the resurrection and the light. That's why he's the light, right? It is all about fresh and new. Um, let's go to Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. It says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, um, a couple things. Um, in order for you to start partnering, he asks us to partner with him in what he's doing. You know, what he's doing is already blessed, okay? Uh, how he's ministering and transforming um, the internal and, and working that out as the external as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as we're being manifested as sons and daughters. Um, it's this internal uh, thing. And so he's asking us, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Listen, we can um, get so stuck in what 
happened that shouldn't have happened or what that hasn't happened that should have happened. We can get so stuck. And so what happens is, is that we consider, we consider, we, we kind of perseverate. Uh, over these things and rehearse them over and over and over. And what happens is there, what starts to happen is we get stuck in a rut of that's how things have been. That's how things were. And so that's how things shall be. And so one of the ways to get out of the rut of the old is to, um, allow the Lord to, to minister to your heart about his freshness, his newness, um, what the possibilities, you know, over and over and over, horrible, 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 horrible. And suddenly, right. You know, years and years and years and years of decades and decades of, of, um, of infirmity and not getting better and the doctors make it worse. And then suddenly, right. God does suddenlies, but to help you partner with his suddenlies, he's, he's, he's helping. He wants to help you connect with him in how he's thinking and how he's seeing so you can open up to a possibility of what you haven't experienced yet. See, there's always possibility. If God lords over the impossible. With God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God. Okay. I don't think he was joking, <laughs> right? I I think there's real truth in that. And so when we're, one of the ways we partner is that, you know what? I'm not going to go back there. I'm not going to rehearse one more time. Um, I may bring my pain to the Lord. I may whatever and, and help, help, have him minister to that. So you can open up your perspective, your minds to possibility. Um, and so, and, and sometimes we're not willing to do that because we're offended. Uh, and we're like, well, I can't do that. And, you know, sometimes we need to ask ourselves, do we want to be well? That's a thing. What does it what does it cost me not to be well or not to, to let this thing go? What does it cost me not to forgive? Because sometimes we're not willing. And if we're not willing, we're not willing. But God is wooing our hearts so that even our wills are willing. God is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. So he's asking you when you're ready, let's not consider, let's not go back there, right? Behold, behold means to look and keep on looking. So what are we looking at? Well, if you're looking around in your external life or in the area of your pain, you're going to see what you always have had. So I'll repeat that again because it's kind of brilliant. So obviously it's not me. <laughs> um, if you continue to look at what you always have, you're going to be stuck in what that's all you're going to see. You're only going to see what you always have. But if you look at what the possibilities are, it's amazing how the creativity opens up. The creative power opens up to reframe and renew and resurrect. Um, behold, look and keep on looking. What are you looking and keeping and looking? Wow, you're looking at the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. And you're looking at him to help you reframe what happened or didn't happen and to reframe it so that you can look at it from another perspective and open up to possibility. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth because faith is now. Shall you not know it? Well, the question is, shall you? It was actually a question. So like, I'm doing a new thing. Are you oblivious? 
(laughs) And a lot of times we are. No condemnation in Christ Jesus, but it's not a happy place to be. Let's get that healed up. Let's get unoblivious. Let's get, let's find a clue, right? I will make a way in the wilderness. So you've got a wilderness and we all have, we all suffer from pain. We live in a fallen world that sucks sometimes. It just does. Um, I will make a way. He didn't say, I will point out the way, you know, that is already before you. Well, a lot of times we're blind to the ways before us, but he can make a way, honestly, where there is no way and rivers in the desert. So what is dry and crusty and lifeless? You don't, a little dab is not going to do. He didn't say I'll sprinkle in the desert. Well, you know, a sprinkling is better than nothing, right? Um, he's saying I will, I will make rivers in the desert, right? And, and transform the desert, transform the wilderness, transform the desert right where you're at. Um, let's go to Colossians 3:10 through, through 11. Um, for you have acquired a new creation life. This is you, which is continually being renewed. That means to make new again into the likeness, into the one who's created you. This is being conformed into the image of Christ, right? The one who created you, right? Giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. So no excuses there, okay? Nor your ethnicity, no excuses there. Nor your economic status, no excuses there. And then pick a card, any card, what other excuse that we're using, um, no excuses there. They matter nothing. For it is Christ, that means everything, as he lives in every one of us, right? And so... um, uh, so the bottom line is, you know what? Christ is living in you. So we, you know, uh, we don't have an excuse that somehow it doesn't apply to me. Well, you know what? If Christ didn't live in you, you might have an excuse, but he did. He does, right? And you may have a hard time connecting with that. I understand. Sometimes it's like, God, where are you? Well, this is right in there. This is in there. <laughs> if God is omnipresent, he's in every single human being. And the issue is whether they know it or not and how much they know it and how much we're relating to that. Okay. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. I love this. This is beautiful imagery. You ready? Uh, now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he's become an entirely new person. Yes, person makeover right here. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So how much are we connected with that? Well, you know, God is continually renewing us to a reality that's already finished. God is continually renewing us to a reality that's already finished. He said it was finished on the cross. And now we're working it out. Uh, we're unveiling it. It's being unveiled to us and we're growing in the spirit of our minds, we're growing in our understanding, we're growing in our relationship, we're growing in our ability to see, hear, sense, feel the things of the spirit, right? Um, and how does that happen? Well, a lot of that, the issues in our, oh, help me, Jesus, with this thing here, this head thing, it's a problem, help me. And he does, because <laughs> he's the helper. Romans 12, 2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Let me just pause. Yes, we have issues. Do we ha- do we not have issues? I mean, pick a card, any card. The culture is wacko. What's been what the issues that that have been kind of in there have kind of come to the surface and it's not really new. It's just more exposed. 
And so evil looks more evil. Confused looks more confused, right? You know, people are touchy, right? Oh my goodness. Easily offended, pointing fingers, right? Um, you know, all about rankling for power and grossness. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Plus all the other sin issues that we've had, right? Sinful ways of being that we've had. So stop imitating that. What are those ideals? Man, I have to get it for myself. Um, you know, it's about me, 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 me. You're all alone and you got to look out for yourself and, you know, you've been oppressed. So everybody owes you and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Those are the ideals of the culture around us, but be inwardly transformed or be inwardly transfigured. It's the same word by the Holy Spirit who's in you, the one that's fresh and new through a total reformation of how you think. This is total reformation thought makeover, right? This will empower you. Oh my goodness, do we need to be empowered? So we just feel so helpless and hopeless and weary and well-doing and irritated and lack of peace and all the fruit of the flesh, quote unquote, not, not the meat sack. We love the meat. Yay. Yay, meat sack, good thing. But just the fallen ways of thinking, being, relating to ourselves, all of that. Um, and this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Oh my goodness, there's beauty. And it transforms all the ugly. Hallelujah. I'm writing a book called Redeeming Beauty. It's taking me a while, but I think that it's such a sweeping thing that... He's just not in a hurry. It'll come out when it's supposed to come out. Satisfying. Don't you love that? Oh, satisfying. And perfect in his eyes. Perfect, complete, mature, uh, wanting and lacking nothing. That's what he's doing. And you're discerning his will. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes, I mean, it's good in, in, in a multitude of counselors or safety. So run, run things by trusted um, leaders and things like that. But at the end of the day, this is you and Jesus, right? This is you and Jesus. And this, it'll help you discern God's will. So what's his will? Well, there's a will in everything. His will is life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. What does that look like? What does that mean in the job? What does that mean with my finances? What does that mean with my health? What does that mean in my relationships? What does that mean in, 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 in the uh, getting over uh, hurts and pains and traumas and offenses and stumbling blocks and religiosity and blah, 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 pick a card, any card, right? What does that mean? Well, it will mean life. It'll mean renewal. He is the resurrection and the life. He is all of that. And there's this massive power that is uh, resident and available for you um, as you do that, as you decide, you know what? I'm. I, I, it's not like I'm you know, when you're healed from past stuff that was painful or excruciating, okay, um, it doesn't mean that you necessarily forget that it happened. I remember horrific things. It just doesn't hurt. It's just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it happened. Should never have happened. It was not okay. Really bad. Really demonic. Ugly. Whatever you say. Okay. But, um, but I'm not considering the things of old. Why? Because that's old. Because I, I've embraced in the new, in those areas, it's not like I don't have things to still embrace. So when I arrive, I will let you know. Um, but, uh, 
don't hold your breath. We're all in process, aren't we? But it's a beautiful process. It's a process of salvation. It's a process of working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's a process of being unveiled as sons and daughters and helping release creation from its bondage that transcends all the other stuff. So we can decide, no, I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to dwell. And like, if I have a thing, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to bring it before God. I'm going to bring it before the cross. I'm going to, you know what? His ability to heal is greater than the disaster of the fall, than the disasters that have befallen you. It's greater than, and he's able to redeem it. And, you know, uh, like he's master, he's a master genius redeemer, right? And he can do a new thing, but we've got to be willing to let go of the old. And sometimes we need to camp out there and let God help us be willing to let go of the old. Sometimes we've identified so much with the old, it's become on our, our identity, right? I mean, there's no identity except for in Christ. I mean, there's no Jew or Greek, um, no, um, no, uh, circumcision or uncircumcision, J- Jewish or non-Jewish, right? No slave or free, uh, no male or female, right? But it's Messiah. It is God who is all in all, right? So I'm not saying that we're not male and female or different ethnicities or different like socioeconomics. Obviously those impact us, but it's not who we are right? Our sexuality, oh, let me help you, is not who you are. It's an, it's an attribute, it's experience, right? But it's not who you are. We, whenever we make our identity about anything less than being a son and daughter of God and what that means and that what that looks like in our flavor, okay, we start to get jacked up. We start to get messed up and there's so much confusion. It leads to bondage, 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 bondage. But behold, God is doing a new thing. And so my question to you, what new thing is he asking you to embrace? What what is he asking you to open up to in the new um, that he's doing? Maybe it's a new theological overhaul. Maybe in order to embrace the new, you need a theological overhaul. Um, All of that, we need to see God better. We need to see one another better. We need to understand and we need to see ourselves better, right? Maybe that needs to happen, but there's something new. Maybe there's a new opportunity he's got for you. Maybe there's a letting go of past offense, right? Maybe it's focusing on what you can do rather than what you can't because you can build on what you can, even if it's small, uh, instead of building, not you can't build on what you can't. Okay, so do what you can do and things start to open up. Okay, don't despise the day of small beginnings. So um, uh, what is the Lord asking you to open yourself to? Ask yourself that question. What, Lord, what, do you, what am I, what new thing are you asking me to open up to? Take advantage of whatever season. Say, yeah, this is new. There's something fresh. There's something new. There's a way in the, in the desert. Uh, there's a way in the wilderness. There's streams in the desert. There's a life where there seems to be no life because that's transcendent. It's not based on any of the mess that we make it based upon. It's based upon who you are in Christ and that's eternal. 
and it's already been decided. So anyway, I hope this is a blessing for you. Uh, share this with someone who needs it. Uh, there's a lot of hurting people. We need to be open to the fresh and new. And that was what makes life exciting. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.